Welcome to The Good Budget Way, where we share real-life stories of everyday people from all walks of life who spend, save, and give to what's truly important in life. In Season 2, we're doing a deep dive into one person's journey, with debt. I'm your host, Chien. It was a lot of fun to hear about what you want to prioritize in your budget envelopes. Thanks for sharing it with us. And thanks for subscribing to the podcast and leaving your reviews. You're listening to episode five of seven in season two of The Good Budget Way. Last time, Carissa shared the nuts and bolts of how she made a plan to pay off her debt and how she felt when she realized she would be using her savings account toward her debt. Plus, we got to hear how she really felt when she actually made that first big payment. So if you haven't heard it yet, go back and enjoy that. This time, we'll talk about the ups and downs. Now, paying off debt often includes a lot of ups and downs. And in today's episode, Carissa will share about the lows in her journey. She'll share about some surprises that threw her off track and about her tough decision to take a break from the plan. And at the end, we'll talk about what all of us listening in can do about our own unwelcome surprises that threaten to throw us off track. Welcome back again, Carissa. Thanks for having me. All right. So remind us where we were in the story so far. So you have your debt plan and what's going on? Yeah. So I think last uh, episode I talked about my yeah my plan to mm-hmm. pay off debt, so the debt snowball plan. And then after that, I just worked on paying it off. And I was doing that for several months. Wow. So how long was the entirety of your debt payoff plan from start to when you thought you were going to finish? It was about two years long. Okay. So 24-ish months. And at this point in the story, we're catching up with you. You've been making those snowball payments um, for a few months, which is like as much money as you could muster out of your budget, throw that, well, make the minimum payments on everything and then throw the rest at the smallest balance. Exactly. Which at this time, at this point, you had paid off the, well, the delinquent loan because you had to, and then the store card because that was smaller. And so what was the main one you were working on at this point? At that point, it would have been my car, my okay. car loan. So you were chipping away at the car loan, which is, you, I remember you said it was about $14,000? Yeah, about 14000 And then making the minimum payments on the student loans, which was about $25,000. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. Exactly. Um, were you kind of like on a roll or were you struggling with it? I was on a roll. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I was doing pretty good with it. I mean, I was really diligent to be paying um, as much as I could every month for, yeah, like maybe six or nine months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did it feel to you like each month when you would make that payment? It was really exciting. (laughs) Like I loved the first of the month is, is like always my favorite time of the month, uh-huh. even now, because I can, I, you know, you get to like refill my envelopes and good budget and stuff. And that's <laughs> exciting. But at the time when I was paying off debt, it was so cool because I would refill my envelopes and then mm-hmm. I would figure out exactly what my snowball was for that month. Mm-hmm. And that was always really exciting. And mm-hmm. I would try to like play games with myself to see like how much could I put aside and like was my snowball bigger this month than last month and things like that. Oh, so some months your snowball was bigger. Mm-hmm. than what you expected? Yeah, it always kind of changed a little bit. Depending on? Depending on um, how variable my expenses were last month. So if I spent a little bit extra on groceries, mm. it, my snowball would be a little smaller. Oh, I see. Things okay. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then you kind of put together your snowball at the beginning of the month, and then you'd make the payments. Um, and then 
did you like check on the actual debts? How did that work? Yeah, I was checking on them all the time. <laughs> you were obsessed. I was like, I was very much obsessed with it. Um, especially, I loved my online portal for the car loan information. Uh-huh. It had like this wheel that would tell you how far along you were, like what percentage wise you uh-huh. were to paying off the loan. Uh-huh. Um, so so I would, visually it was like there was like a wheel or pie chart kind of thing and yeah. then it would show you progress. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it was so cool because I would make the payment and then I would check a couple days later and see the the percentage get a little higher and, the, uh-huh. and you know, like the wheel kind of becoming more filled in and uh-huh. That was great. <laughs> I just, I loved it. <laughs> it was like you were getting a high out of sort making of, your debt payments. Yeah, it sort of, it sort of was. I mean, That's it was great. Like, a, like a game that I was playing and mm-hmm. it was really cool. Yeah, I could see that. Did it ever get boring? It never, or like at this phase, did mm-hmm. it ever get boring? I don't think it ever got boring. I do think there were like lulls in the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially like, during the month um, or even like more months in where, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I was being pretty strict with my budget and I do think <laughs> because I was being so strict, I was stifling a little bit of like my creativity, you know, because I wasn't mm-hmm. really allowing myself to write. Like I told myself, you're not allowed to buy any clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really spending a ton of money on like fun or anything like that. So uh, those kinds of things were hard. Mm. It was hard depriving myself so much. Uh-huh. Um, for so maybe, such a long period. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's a tip for people. Like, don't do that. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the best way because uh-huh. um, it was really challenging. But mm. then again, it, you know, it did allow me to pay off debt faster. So there right. are, are trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like you need to know yourself and know yeah. what would work for you because the, the big goal really is to like get through the whole stack of debt. Right. Right. And if you cut everything back to the bare bones and you can do it and sustain that all the way until you get through the whole stack of debt, then great. But if you know like us, really, I can't actually do that for 24 or 36 months, whatever someone's plan is, um, then maybe give yourself a little bit of space, but still be really um, consistent with making those debt payments all the way through to the end. Yeah. Yeah. So did you had pulled back on your budget and then you were making these payments. You were getting this high, checking this online portal with the wheel that showed the percentage going up. Um, did you have a plan in case something went wrong? Well, I had the emergency fund. And as I'm thinking more about it throughout this process, mm-hmm. I think the emergency fund was really for for any reason if I didn't have income, I'd be able to pay expenses. That's mm-hmm. what I think that I mm-hmm. had the emergency fund for. So for any other reason, I didn't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. So um, for you, we talked about this last time, like to be clear about what an emergency fund is for. In mm-hmm. your case, it was if I lose a job and I, I can't actually get income in, mm-hmm. then you would use that. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. But everything else you wouldn't touch the emergency fund for. Yeah. So did you have a plan for everything else? Other kinds of things that might come up that weren't this job loss type of emergency? No. Oh, yeah. So did anything happen? Well, <laughs> I I did get a, well, it's not really a surprise, but sort of a surprise. It felt like a surprise. It felt like a surprise. Um, medical bill in the mail. And that, so that was the, the. Your mail is like kind of treacherous. I know. I don't even like <laughs> opening I I my mailbox anymore. <laughs> I was say. We've only heard about your mail twice, and both times it's not been good. I know, yeah. Um, So you got this medical bill that it felt like a surprise to you. Tell us Mm -hmm. about that moment. Yeah, so I went to the emergency room Mm -hmm. and um, got 
the bill for it basically several, I don't know, several weeks later. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew I was going to be getting a bill. I didn't know how much it was going to be because I went to the emergency room and I think I paid like the $150 copay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. Mm -hmm. And maybe thought I would get something else that was small, like reasonably small Uh because I have insurance. Yeah. Um, But the bill that I got was for over $2,000. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, which I thought was insane for an emergency room visit. And I didn't even – like ride in an ambulance or anything. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Tell us like what happened. Okay, so I was at work and I was having like some chest pains and Ooh. some like numbness in my left arm. And so I was like, oh, that's probably not good. No. I should probably get that checked out. Yeah. So um, I asked my really awesome boss, Chien. <laughs> hey, I was in the story. <laughs> yeah, to take me to the emergency room. Um, and she obliged. And so I was only there for like maybe an hour or two tops. Um, everything was fine. Um, I don't really know what the pain was from really, but uh-huh. I mean, everything checked out okay. And so I left and that was kind of the end of the story. Um, mm. Nothing major happened there. So the medical staff there, they, well, I remember driving you over there mm-hmm. and like, I think I was driving and you were looking up like which hospital made sense to go to. Yeah. Because the town that we live in, there's like, or that we work in, there's a lot of different hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I, I think by the time I got back to the car after dropping you off, you were like, oh, yeah, it looks like things are going to be fine. Um, so the medical staff there, they took care of you. Like, they did tests and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, they said, yeah, you look you look okay. Right. And then, and then you just left. Yeah, exactly. Just left. Yeah, I think I went home. <laughs> and then you said you were only there for like an hour or so. Yeah. So it wasn't like you stayed overnight, like, because that can obviously um, cost more in terms of right. hospital stays. It was really more like a quick in and out. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it was a very expensive visit. I remember looking at the itemized bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the being in the actual room for an hour or two cost like $4,500. Wait, well, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my insurance covered a lot of it, uh-huh. but the- But like the sticker price. The sticker price of, was just the room visit. To just be to, in the room was Just to like walk into the ER and like be mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. or like sit on a bed. Yeah, yeah. By yourself much, for a while, right? Yeah. I had no idea it was that much money to go to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, well, had you been to an emergency room before? I, when I was younger. Okay, but, so but never, you wouldn't have seen the bill. Uh, right, I never yeah. saw the bills. Yeah. Wow. So then, okay, so fast forward back to where you have this letter in your hand that shows you a bill that your insurance has already been contacted. They've paid part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part that you're on the hook for is? Yeah, something over 2000 uh, Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. I know. It was the worst. And I, in my head, was like, dang it, I shouldn't have went. I'm glad I did because, you know, it's better <laughs> safe than sorry. But right. still, like, seeing this bill and seeing how much it was. It was heartbreaking, yeah. Yeah, oh, tell me about heartbreaking. Well, I didn't want to use my emergency fund, so I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just seeing how much it was going to be, it was going to set me back on my plan, and Mm. I knew that. So I, I, the And you were obsessed with the debt payment plan, right? Like, (laughs) you were getting so excited about it every month. Exactly. Thinking about it all the time. Oh, yeah, Yeah. I I could see how that would be. Yeah, it would be heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was your plan to pay this hospital bill? So I had two options for paying it back. I could just pay for it like all up front um, or I could just pay like a monthly 
payment on it until mm-hmm. it's paid off. So basically like lumping in as part of my debt payoff plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember like calling the billing department of the hospital and setting up a payment plan because I just decided I was going to do a monthly payment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think after making one payment, I was just so frustrated with the bill and having to see it that I just decided I was going to pay for it all um, at once. I see. And so you had the cash to do it? Um, it basically, instead of doing like a debt snowball payment on all of, like on like my car loan, I basically mm. just put it all towards the, the, um, the medical bill. Oh, I see. So then you kind of, it's almost like you move that into the main position for debt snowball. That mm-hmm. was the target at yeah. the time. And then Basically. you did minimums on the car loan and student loan. Yeah. So, right. So uh-huh. it would have set like my, my due or my accomplished date off a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 How did you feel about that? Um, not great because I mean, I was making such good progress before and then mm-hmm. having this set me back was just, yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah. I could see that that would be kind of disappointing. I mean, you were making good progress and you, I'm glad that you got the hospital bill paid off because I know oftentimes something like this happens, right? Some kind of um, financial surprise, like a medical bill that's really large or car maintenance or whatnot, things like that, like your engine breaks down, right? And sometimes when folks aren't able to pay that off, it kind of lingers and then it actually gets bigger Mm because some of these kinds of bills, you know, get interest on them and potentially... um, can throw a whole budget off where um, we end up spending more than we're earning because of this kind of bill that lingers and that can spiral into more credit card debt Mm -hmm. and whatnot just to like make ends meet. Um, So I'm glad that you got that paid off and didn't kind of, it it did push your payoff date out, but it didn't send you into the spiral of like getting more and more debt, Um, which is, I'm glad that happened for you. So the other thing that I wanted to take a moment for is that, well, since you and I talk often, um, you've heard me get on this soapbox before about surprises. Um, so I I want to be careful about how we talk about surprises, right? Definitely that medical bill when you got it in the mail, it certainly felt like a surprise. That's for sure, right? You, it's, you were talking about this, like you knew it was coming, but you had no idea it was going to be this big. And that uh, brought up all these r- intense feelings for you. Um, so I don't want to like negate that at all. Um, but I do want to talk about this notion of quote unquote surprises that are truly out of nowhere um, because things like medical bills, um, car repairs, insurance, property taxes, like quote unquote things go wrong, um, they do happen, right? You don't always know when they're going to happen. You don't know um, how big they're going to be. But in the case of something like a big medical bill, almost all of us will get one of those at some point in our financial lives and probably more than once in our financial lives. Um, and so it's a little bit more like the weather, right? The rain will come sometime. You just don't know when it's going to come. Um, and so it is actually possible for us to plan in our budgets for this kind of thing. Um, and that's why we have annual envelopes in good budget um, because it helps us do that kind of thing, right? At some point in this year, I'm going to have to pay for my kids to go to the doctor because kids get sick. Um, And so even though I don't know if it's going to be this month and it's not in like this month's budget, I can set some money aside so that whenever it happens in the year, I'll have something ready to go. The other example that I would give that's really helpful, um, I have these friends who 
they have three kids and they for a long time they were running a monthly budget where they had um, basically set everything up um, that included groceries, gas, rent, bills, all the things they pay for every month. Um, and that added up to a certain number that they were trying to stay under every month. Um, but every month something would happen and they'd overspend. So it might be things like they'd travel for the holidays to see family or pay for summer activities for their kids um, or back to school supplies, whatnot. Um, every month there was always something. And so they'd always overspend um, what their their number was for their budget. Um, and I think that is, it's actually normal. There's almost never a month when everything is like only gas, groceries, rent, bills, the thing that things that happen every month. There's almost always something that happens that actually is like once a year or kind of more unusual. Um, and so that's why I'm a big proponent of the annual envelopes because it helps us plan for those kinds of things and helps us actually do what we talk about in the good budget way, which is save for big expenses before they come up. Okay, so I'll stop talking about that now. Um, even though you were able to... Um, pay this medical bill off really soon after it came to you, it sounds like it still put a wrench in your plan. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so how many months did it push it out for you? I think it would have only pushed it out a month or two. Mm. Yeah. So that actually wasn't that bad. It's not. Yeah. It could have been worse. Uh-huh. But it sounds like your feelings about it were like, mm -hmm. it was really disappointing for you. Well, I got, I think I got tied to, you get tied to a due date. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then when it's not there anymore, it, it feels like the end of the world for a little bit. <laughs> then you get over it. But uh -huh. it, for a little bit, it, it was pretty sad. Yeah, I could see that. Like you had really visualized that time mm -hmm. frame, that particular yeah. month you were going to finish. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. So you had paused for a quick second to pay off this medical bill as opposed to like still hitting that car loan really hard with your debt snowball plan. Um, but after that, you got right back on your plan, right? No. Oh, what happened? Okay. So the medical bill stuff would have happened in about September. Mm -hmm. And then soon after that, I was realizing, oh, darn it. Christmas is happening soon. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and I was not prepared for Christmas. I didn't have any money saved up to buy gifts or to pay for plane tickets or any kind of holiday, like extra holiday spending, um, and that was a problem. And so what was your plan of how you're going to make that work? So, well, I kind of did really contemplate, can I actually just make people gifts? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that can work for some people, but then I realized I don't really have the time. Uh, yeah, I don't have the time to actually like physically make people gifts that mm -hmm. they would enjoy. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it, it was a, a deep internal struggle that I was having, but I ultimately decided that I was going to take a break for, for a little bit to be able to save up and buy some Christmas gifts and then hopefully return to my debt plan after mm -hmm. that. So in your family, how do you celebrate Christmas? It sounds like gifts is part of it. Gifts are definitely part of it. <laughs> and what do gifts mean in um, the Christmas celebration for your family? I don't want to say love. <laughs> I hope that we don't put that much like emphasis on gifts. But uh -huh. my nephews, they're super great and adorable, but they're so spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. I yeah, no, they're too they're too young. Okay, um, they're definitely spoiled, and so. And then, yeah, and then having, you know, my mom and my dad and my brother, you know, you just want to be able to treat them well. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be able to give them something special, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. And it sounds like part of the internal struggle you were describing earlier, it's probably connected to the 
value that you had on expressing your love for your family in this particular way at this season um, coming up against your value for paying off your debt. Um, and so you kind of had to figure out, like, what does it actually mean for me to live out my budget right now, given that these two things are kind of in tension? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you decided to kind of adapt things to adapt along the way, mm-hmm. which was to take a break from the debt payoff plan. Yeah. Um, and then explore what it would look like for you to give generously to your family. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you kind of had two setbacks to your plan. Um, back to back, essentially. Yeah. The one was the medical bill in the fall, and then the, um, the choice to prioritize Christmas gifts or spending around the holidays um, over the debt payment plan. You've mentioned a couple times in this episode that you felt like you weren't totally prepared. Um, so you weren't that prepared for Christmas. You weren't that prepared for um, the medical bill. What do you wish you would have done instead to be more prepared? I wished that I had actually set aside money for those things. Mm. Granted, I did actively make the choice to not do those things because I was putting so much money towards Mm -hmm. um, paying off debt. So I I wasn't putting aside a little bit each month for Christmas gifts and things like that. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I had, but then again, it it was just, it was a choice that I was making, hoping Mm -hmm. that I would, I don't know if I was just in my head hoping that I would magically have like money then magically set aside for Christmas and of course, I didn't. So you kind of experienced the consequence of the trade-off, the choices that you had made. Yeah. And potentially you could have done it, made the opposite choice on the trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll throw one more thing in there that um, I heard you talk about considering giving gifts that you could make. Um, and I do want to highlight that because in the Good Budget Way, we talk about giving money and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more really could – it can look a lot of different ways. Generosity can look like spending money, um, but generosity at also can look like spending time or experiences or that kind of thing as a way to live out our values that doesn't necessarily mean that it takes a chunk out of our budget. Um, mm-hmm. And it sounds like you were you were trying to weigh, like, for the people that I would give this to, would that feel like a good gift for them? And that was the way that you were approaching it, which I really appreciate. Thanks. So thank you for today's conversation. We'll be back next week. As always, a fun conversation with Carissa. My favorite part of this episode was hearing her get really real about the things that set her back from her plan. She'd had a big wake-up call, she made a plan, and she got off to a great start and was getting super excited about paying off her debt. And then, as always with life, stuff happened. Now, things like this, like a hospital bill or holiday gifts, they definitely might feel like surprises, but they're really not a financial surprise because the holidays come every year and most of us will need some kind of medical care at some point or another. The question really is just a matter of when. And that brings us to today's reflection question. What are some quote-unquote surprises that you are planning for? Or maybe ones that you're not planning for? This is important for those of us who don't have debt and those who do have debt. It helps us avoid getting into debt or getting further into debt. On the topic of medical bills, my family recently had a bunch of bills come up. They included hospital, doctors, rehab, and it definitely adds up. We are super grateful for the medical care, and I have to say I was also breathing just a bit easier because we had been setting aside money in an annual envelope for these kinds of medical bills. 
And on top of that, I know that we had set aside an emergency fund. And for us, one of the reasons we said we might tap into it is for a major medical emergency. And this was one. On the other hand, we were not quite so prepared a few years ago when we had a family member pass away. We wanted to attend the funeral, but we hadn't set aside money in an envelope for it. So we ended up pulling money from other envelopes to pay for the plane tickets. But after that, we started an annual envelope for family emergencies and put money in it with every paycheck. And that way we'd have enough ready to go in case something like that happened again, which unfortunately it has. And here's how Good Budget can help you with this. Go down your list of envelopes and check to make sure you're setting aside money with every paycheck for quote-unquote surprises that will inevitably come. For example, car maintenance, or in my case, bike maintenance, home maintenance, friends' weddings, medical bills, taxes, insurance, holiday gifts, travel. And while you're at it, start or reevaluate your emergency fund. Be really specific with yourself. Under what kind of circumstances would you use it? Be explicit. Decide then what's enough for those kinds of circumstances and set that aside. Not too much and not too little. And you can work on that over the months. Annual and goal envelopes in Good Budget are really great for this kind of thing. You can choose how much you'd like to set aside for car maintenance, for example, for the year. And then with each paycheck, you fill that car maintenance envelope a little bit. So let us know what you think. What are some surprises, quote unquote surprises, that you're planning for or that you need to start planning for? Let us know what annual envelopes you're using at goodbudget.com slash podcast. Next time, we'll get to hear how Carissa tried to pick things back up again after taking a break and make a second attempt at paying off her debt. She'll share what it felt like to restart after that chunky break, as well as the other things that she put on hold to make it happen. Thanks for listening to The Good Budget Way. If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe for new episodes every Monday and leave a review to help other folks find it too. And if you're inspired to budget with Hawaii, get started on your budget and plan for those inevitable surprises with our tools at goodbudget.com. Or look for The Good Budget app on Google Play or the App Store. Happy budgeting! Happy budgeting!